Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world, the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you live from COG Studios on a Wednesday, July 24th. That's right, another Wednesday show. Why? Because I said so. Uh, the LA Galaxy getting a surprise was super, a surprise. I don't know what to say about that win. A surprise win over uh, over Club Tijuana in the first ever Leagues Cup game. We're going to talk about that to start off everything. Uh, of course, getting you ready for the game against Portland coming up on Saturday, 7.30 p.m. kickoff time for that. Zlatan Ibrahimovic will be in attendance at that particular game. We'll discuss the suspensions and all of the crazy details that uh, were spinning around there. And, of course, we've got Galaxy news for you, including an update on Christian Pavone and the wild goose chase that that continues to be. All right, in order to help me do that, we have him back. You missed him, I'm sure, a little bit. I mean, it's been almost seven days since the last time you saw him. It's uh, Eric Portuguese Hammer back in the studio. Hey, buddy, how's it going? How's it going, Josh? I'm I'm hanging in there. Can you see me? I, I got. You. I'm here. I'm here for the invasion. I was, I was gonna say. I'm here for the invasion. I was gonna say you, you need to explain. <laughs> you need to you need to good pod this. I was gonna say this is why you need to watch the live feed on YouTube. Yes. And again, not only watch, but make sure you subscribe as well because we're getting dangerously close to that 1,000 mark, which is important. I hear. It, but but I came fully wardrobe today. There yeah. was a wardrobe budget. You know, I went to my my nearest Walmart and I found some uh, camouflage uh, clothing to wear today. It's, so, it's, you know, I, I'm going to use this vest later on, probably do some fishing, you know, be a little incognito. But, you know, in, in honor of uh, the invasion last Friday, I decided to, to camo it up today. Dude, if you could see the chat room right now, I can't <laughs> handle it. The chat room. Josh doing a solo show tonight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's Eric? I hear him, but I don't see I'm him. I'm invisible. He's invisible. Again, this is great pod. I know it is. You, it's good you, video. No. Yeah, that's why you got to watch. It, it is one of the reasons that you should watch. Uh, it's one of the reasons that you should go to YouTube and, and like and subscribe to us. Um, you know, turn on those notifications as well. Smash that like button. I got to get my YouTube. <laughs> so YouTube you've been watching too many videos. I have. I, well, YouTube, we, make, we're gonna, we should make slime. I think that's how we get more, that's, <laughs> more hits. That's, that's, that's what that's, it is. A, that's the key to success. Or we could always go back to our, our tried and true uh, LA Galaxy <laughs> ASMR. So we could do that too. So Zlatan. Yeah, Zlatan exactly. Is in the eighth minute. Slot on goal. So we could we could do that as well. Right, uh, anyway, yeah, we're we're done with this show. All right, already. good night, everybody. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> See you in Portland. All right, uh, the LA Galaxy getting a uh, like I said, a surprising. I want to say it's a surprising win over over the Jolos of Tijuana. Uh, we want to talk about that, but uh, Eric hasn't been on since. Um, well, since uh, the LA Galaxy won El Tráfico. El Tráfico. We we were down going into the game. You know, maybe a little bit pessimistic, but given the results last season, uh, you never really counted yourself out, and my heart couldn't give. Uh, couldn't couldn't make myself uh, bet against them. And again, the, the atmosphere, we talked about it last year from the first El Trafico and it, the atmosphere just being amazing. And you think, well, there's got to be a downward tick. And, and there wasn't. You know, I brought a, a friend who was a neutral fan, uh, not really a soccer fan, but wanted to see what it was all about. He said, this feels like a playoff you know, football game, an NFL game. Uh, so you can definitely feel it in, in, in the atmosphere. And obviously with the LAFC early goal, then, you know, maybe you think, okay, well, here it goes. This is where we're going to go. But a wise man once told me, don't peak too soon. Don't peak too soon. Don't that's peak right. too soon. That's and, right. and that's what happened. And then once uh, there was a triple save, you know, that the came pretty shortly after that. And that's what I said. Okay. With going from zero shots on goal to having three in, in quick succession, you could tell the Galaxy were turned on for that game. And then, of course, Zlatan with the magic uh, for that first goal and then the second and the third. 
And it was just, you know, not only were they on the shoulders of Zlatan, but a great team performance. I yeah. mean, they, that was, you mentioned it on your pod earlier this week, that, that's the best performance they've put in all season, and what a game uh, to, to put it in. Fabio, Jonathan, uh, Polenta, Araujo, they were all stellar that day. So, uh, again, smiling ear to ear. I, I teased it last time. Right. Shirt came off. Shirt came, shirt yeah, came I off. Know. I you know, it. you know, I was challenged. You don't challenge me and say, hey, if, the, if they get the lead goal, you got to take the shirt off, right? I said, of course. That's how it works. That's that was that was gross again. <laughs> I mean, quite honestly, I'm having flashbacks, a little PTSD from the last time you did it. It's a good but, time. Um, no, it was. Uh, you know, I don't know how to explain those games. Um, you know, it, they're they're different than an MLS Cup because there there's there's a lot behind an MLS Cup yeah. whenever you're there and, and having been to you know four MLS Cups. The the sort of just the 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 energy that's in the stadium is yeah. is infectious. You, feel it. you really do feel but it. But this is different than that. Even yeah. there's it's more electric. It's yes. more tension. Um, I think that's what it is. The 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 fact that you have bitter rivals and there's opposition. You know, and say what you will about about the stadium and the other, the opposing fans, but they're, they're scattered throughout the stadium. So having that in proximity, it's not truly a home field advantage and for either game because it happens when when we travel across town as well but that adds a little extra something to the game and and it's just, it's unlike any other sporting event in los angeles it's really the hottest ticket in town and something that moving forward it's something you got to prepare every season uh, to plan on being there if you're a galaxy fan yeah it's, it's one of those things you have to do um i'll tell you i think the la galaxy organization as a whole was very proud of the event that they put on and they should be because yeah. uh no major altercations i should L- say big was, police presence big police presence uh, and, big and, security and, presence and we know this at the, the for the most part everyone behaves and, and plays nice obviously you want to have the police pre- presence because there's always going to be that 10 percent, that 15 percent who are going to take it a step too far um, so that's why you need to have those safety measures in place but in general uh, you know most things again not everything because we saw some video surface of some other things that happened but um, you know for the most part they, they put on a good event and everything went off uh, fairly uneventful as far as the fans or any major issues uh, off the field there is a there's a thing that happens in these games it's kind of funny like physiologically to yeah. me um, whenever I'm in the press box obviously there's there's no cheering and you can't be real loud but I mean people acknowledge good passes good goals yeah. whether it's for either side however you want to look at that but whenever it comes to these games there's so much energy in the stadium that I end up getting like overhyped just yeah. by sitting there <laughs> and like I can't type like my hands shake <laughs> just trying to type things and I already have a MacBook Pro that has you know the world's worst keyboard on it um, I, if you hit A it gives you yeah. like seven a's and you're like i only hit it i don't only hit it once yeah, i don't even know what happened. happened yeah i and so so i'm already stumbling you know stumbling through that but anyway um it was interesting just trying to sort of get there and, and watch and every time you know something happens you know vela scores that that ratchets up that electricity yeah. a little more and it just, just it tight, tweaks you know tighten just a little bit yeah. my, my favorite tweet was from uh from a uh, a reporter in quotation marks that i'm, I'm not exactly a, a, a big fan of but um you know went out there and said after vela scored his goal said basically oh you know uh at 29 years old uh, <laughs> where is carlos vela he's leading el trafico what is lot on, on doing <laughs> on a penalty kick and i'm like wow i go when when tweets go bad four minutes later yeah. right again d- don't peek too don't, soon don't do it yeah listen that's one of those that you have in the chamber you wait till after the game yes. you're like oh yes. man this is gonna be good put it this in the drafts be, yeah send it absolutely. later you there's know there's a lot of game left to be played Oh my gosh! All good right, stuff. Uh, we'll get to some other stuff that sort of surrounded that game, and, and certainly, as Eric said, there was a video about seats being, and I'll, I'll tell you a little story about all that as well. So, want to get to it, but um, really, we're talking about uh, the Leeds Cup game, which is hysterical. The Leeds Cup. Oh, does it get? They have it like Champions like, League, thing? right? Right. No? You don't. No, no? Maybe I don't the know. 
Greeks come? I think we can make it happen. Just do they, that, on that manual, do they not reference? A they theme do song? not. They do not reference. <laughs> you know what they do reference though? Ball racks. Oh, they reference it? some ball racks. I have pictures. I tweeted pictures today of I, ball racks. I reposted them. I had. They were stands. I had. I had Brit. Um, uh, Britt Campbell, who is our photographer. Um, we have Steve Creo, who shoots some photos for us, and then and then Britt Campbell, who is credentialed by Corner of the Galaxy to shoot photos at a game. Britt's awesome. Um, she does some of the best crowd work photos that I've seen, and that's yeah. I really like those. I would honestly just do posts of people in the stands, like yeah. chant, uh, that's like standing. The ma- that's cheering. where the magic is. It is. There's a lot of that, but she also did a great job. She has a, a just a, a, a gif of um, of Zlatan scoring the first yes. goal that is a outstanding. Sequence, yeah. Oh, and it's a sequence of photos, yes. so you get the jump through yeah. it. It's, it's outstanding. So she did that. But uh, for this Tijuana game, I literally I, I texted her. I'm like, <laughs> hey, um, I know this sounds stupid, but I need you to take pictures of the ball racks. And she's like, <laughs> what? I'm like, yeah, the ball racks. They're behind the goal. You'll see them. Give me like three or four pictures of them. I'm going to need those. Give me different angles, different yeah. lighting. Yeah. <laughs> Before this game even started, I did send uh, Chris Glidden at LA Galaxy PR. I sent him a text message saying, hey, uh, so can you get me on the field so I can take a picture next <laughs> to the ball racks? And he was like, he's like, are you serious? I'm like, Yes. You didn't invoke the it's my yeah. birthday. I tried. Okay. I tried. I tried. He was like he was like I'm going to have to say uh I'm going to have to say no. Um so yeah, anyway. Well, so, you know, you got your pictures. Shout yeah, out to Brit. It, it is it is <laughs> Brit, Brit, Brit took care of me there and and got those pictures. So anyway, ball racks. But here's the game that we really didn't talk about all that much because we were saying it doesn't matter. This is a cash grab. Don't pay any attention to it. And I stand by that, by the way. Yeah. Um this was not a game that the Galaxy Oh, and by the way, the the I don't know what you want to call it, but it's not even gatekeeping, but it was uh, the virtue signaling that was going on whenever the Galaxy announced the reserve lineups against a first team top flight. Yeah. Uh, you know, a club team, one of the Jolos lineup was the yeah. same one that had beat Puebla they earlier on Friday. On Friday yeah, yeah uh, three to one in, in Liga MX, their first game. So they go Oscar Pereja, by the way, who's one of my favorite people. Oscar Oscar Pereja's Jolos uh, 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 come in. Start a top one, and then you have guys. You know, there's a there's a guy on there. I don't even know how to pronounce his name because he's with G two, and it's like, who okay, is this I'm not guy? Not gonna mess it up. Yeah. yeah, who is this guy, and and what is he doing on the field and stuff like that? And then you had these reporters going out there saying how, oh, this is a travesty. The LA Galaxy aren't taking it seriously. And first of all, it's like, how seriously do you want yeah. people to take this? Um, <laughs> well, what an, are the stakes? That that's the thing. What are the stakes? If if this is something where it gets them. Uh, a berth into next year's League's Cup, but w- what do you get for winning the League's Cup outside of you know the satisfaction of saying you won the first League's Cup? Maybe no. this turns something down the line, but when you don't know that, you, you look, uh, you can't say take it seriously. Uh, but I think given the the schedule, they took it as seriously as they needed to, and, and I'm sure we'll get a little bit more into it. But these B team guys, these guys who aren't regular starters, it's important for them to get competitive minutes, and if they're getting them against a first choice. Uh, Tijuana side, that's not a bad thing either. So you can not like that it's a cash grab, but still support the team and support the guys who are out there getting competitive minutes because down the line, that's going to be helpful when you need depth uh, in a playoff run. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely one of the, it's it's all it's just it's crazy a little bit in just how this goes out. I mean, you can say um, this one. There's always going to be a footnote next to this one anyway, right? Yes. If, whoever wins this, there's a footnote next to it that says nobody qualified yeah. for this. <laughs> this we, was, we selected like we four teams in the and four teams, lot. and yeah. we're like, hey, who wants to do this? <laughs> you know, we drew straws, short straws, and yeah. that's who. We and don't. All know. the games were played in the United States, the even games. though this and, is a. And a, that seems like that's going to continue, by the yeah. way. So you know, it's a cash grab. Again, yeah. we get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, the Galaxy took it exactly as seriously as they should have been. And I wouldn't be, I can't believe this, but they won the thing. And not only did they win it, I was thoroughly I was entertained say, and it was for exciting. 90 plus minutes. 
Um, so it was funny. We sat there, and you know, the the whole reporter sort of view on these games is, you know, hey, let's not go to extra time. You know, like it's one of those. Yeah. Granted, we all knew that it was going straight to penalty kicks yes. if it did, but we're Which like, let's good. let's not get there. Let's uh let's not really you know try to do that. Um, you don't want to be there any longer than you are, and you're already starting at eight oh seven or eight oh eight. Late start already. Um, whenever it came to to starting on a Tuesday and uh, whatever, it's it's one of those. It was just a long night, and it was my birthday, and I was like, this is what I'm doing on my birthday. I'm coming to a game <laughs> that doesn't matter and do all that. So um, so we got there. We got to the stadium. We saw the lineups announced. We said, okay, this game probably will get out of hand, and that's okay. And then yeah. the Galaxy go and score first. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay. And then Off you, the rear end of Ima Boateng. What, what a way to score. Ima says he stuck his leg out on purpose. So, oh, that was his um, leg? Was He's leg. saying that's his yes, leg? Yes, okay. that was his leg. You got it, Ima. Um, so anyway, so, <laughs> so they had that, you know, all that. They score first. Then Tijuana comes back and scores two after that. So now yeah. you're like, okay, it's over. And at halftime, I talked to a whole bunch of people. And they were, well, I'm like, this game's over yeah, now. We, it, we're it, all good. This yeah. is fine. We you showed know. a little something. But now it's they're going to go out there and get their, get their run, their practice for the week. And then Dave, you know, Governor Romney. DR4. He's our best striker. I'm telling you, he comes He's out our second best striker. He comes out of nowhere. Uh, it was hysterical, by the way. His quote is, um, "I don't know who was marking me because they weren't <laughs> right." But he goes, "Yeah, he was wide open." Was they wide mentioned open. that on the TV broadcast also. Yeah. There's like, I, you know, how open can can Dave Romney get? Yeah, yeah. He, he was pretty wide open. Yeah, so, he almost walked the ball on the goal. Yeah, it's no, it's a, it's totally, totally a different thing. So, I mean, you see that and they tie it and then they stretch this out. Um, here's your lineup. You know, you had uh, you had Matt Lampson in goal, who ends up becoming a hero in this yeah, game. Didn't huge. have a great, Came up huge. Didn't have a great ninety minutes. Had a really good penalty shootout, that's, and, and that's, that's all that matters. That's when you needed him to be good. Um, you had, you know, the only starters that you had in this game that had also started were Julian Araujo and uh, People Gonzalez. Everybody else had not started the previous game in the El Trafico, and I was surprised that Araujo and Gonzalez were in yeah. there a little bit. But Gonzalez was surprising a little bit, but I also get it too to have some consistency and a veteran presence, and it made sense. And it was nice to see him get the captain's armband, someone with was. the experience that he has. And you can tell that he knows how to lead a team. It felt like he was the right guy for, for this situation. He seems like he's just a solid sign. I mean, so, just, so Larry yeah. Morgan, not on Twitter, said basically, uh, he was like, listen, Dave Romney has been the LA Galaxy's most consistent defender throughout these first 21 games. And he says, but People Gonzalez has been their best defender. And Dave, I'm like... Did you say Oh, Dave. that's Dave. Dan Stairs. I was going to say, we're get, yeah. I was going to say, Dan Stairs. Has, has Dave played 21 no, no, games? Yeah, Dan, Dan Stairs. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, Dan Stairs. You know those American defenders, <laughs> they all look the same. Um, but no, no. Uh, so Dan Stairs has been the most consistent. Yep. Um, but uh, it's it's people Gonzalez who's been the best, and I think Diego okay. Polenta could be the most dangerous. I was gonna say Polenta. I'm a Polenta guy. Of I like course. I like a fiery. You know, if you know anything about my love for for Zlatan and and someone who likes to get after it, uh, I'm a Polenta guy. He's probably my favorite defender back there. But you need people to steady the ship like Gonzalez, like Steris. So, so yeah. it's all the perfect recipe. So uh, you had Carrasco and Cuello in the midfield. Um, Cuello was meh. Carrasco was actually kind of outstanding when you look at the stats. And even if you watch it, you're like, it wasn't great. Yeah. But it was really good for Servando he did Carrasco. He, he did his job. His wife in the stands, by the Again, way, eating, watching. Eating, eating popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, eating popcorn. that was great. Miss, uh, Miss <laughs> Alex Morgan or, or Mrs. Alex Morgan, I should say. Um, she was there. Um, you had uh, Boateng and you had uh, Efrain Alvarez playing in that in that Fabio Alvarez hole there. Yes. Um, and then you had, uh, of course, my, my favorite favorite uh, player who I can't pronounce his last name. You had Kai. You keep, you keep ducking it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm avoiding it. I'm letting you fall on the sword here. Korniak. Korniak. Sounds right. 
why not? Let's go with it. Courtney, you put some respect on his name. He Kai, has an assist. Kai, Kai, if you want to come into the podcast and yell at us for how bad, we're more than welcome to have you anytime. So just, Absolutely. just come on in. But anyway, Kai was there. Played actually okay. Yeah. I mean, wasn't an issue at all in terms of this. I mean, this whole thing is that the Galaxy didn't play great. Because if you go into the stats here, you can see that they got out shot 20 to 7. Well, they looked like they, the stats look like they played against the first team. Tijuana side. They, they, they yeah. do. Uh, <laughs> they, they got outshot uh, five to three on target. Um, but, you know, TJ had 11 shots off target. I mean, this ga the Galaxy, here's what I liked about this, is you watch this LA Galaxy team that was reserves, that was B and C team players, yep. um, and they came out and they played in the same formation that the senior team plays in, and they played in the same style that the senior team formation is. And I got to love that, the that's consistency. A yeah, that's a system thing. That's, uh, that's building a, a club from academy to reserves to first team there is a system, there is a cohesion, which you love to see it. Yeah, um, it's in, and that's that's what you want to see. I mean, that's that that is what you what you want to see. The rotations, you want to see the same balls being played. You want to see the same runs being yep. made. All that stuff happened. And listen, I didn't think uh, Zubak was anything. You know, he was also on an island all by himself, yeah. and he's playing against the first we're team. You're asking a lot of them. You're asking a yeah. lot of them. I get it. I I understand that. But you go and look at this. I mean, possession sixty almost sixty five percent in terms of uh, you know to the Jolos um, thirty five. That's you know what great. That's exactly what should have happened. And this one, it was well, because like we've said the counterattacking team with speed. That's what we want. Direct. Yes. Be direct. Don't worry about anything else. Um, you know, it wasn't a perfect night, and nobody's going to say it was, but it was a perfect result. I mean, yeah. you did exactly what you needed to do, and the Galaxy knew it. About you know, Matt Lampson said afterwards, he goes, you know, about 75th minute, we knew that if we could get to PKs, then now now we yeah. have a chance. Well, if anyone, yeah, that's that's the goal. If you get to PKs, it's anyone's game. Anything can happen there, and then that's where you trust your keeper. And I think Lampson showed. With his size, you know that he, he's he's the right guy for for that situation. I mean, again, I want to be very clear: the Jolos missed about three or four sitters that probably well, they should have had. And that's the other argument uh, when people talk about the Concacaf Champions League is uh, the Liga MX teams are in full season, so they're going to be better than uh, the MLS teams who are beginning of the season. So here it's kind of flipped for the League's Cup. Tijuana just started their season, so maybe some early season rust, and maybe that's why we saw some of those shots that may have connected. You know, if we caught them in mid-season form, they weren't they weren't hitting those in this game. Romney said afterwards, he goes, "It's good that we're getting them yeah. like when they're not ready. Usually, we're not ready." Exactly. So now, it was a nice flip uh, of the situation. There. Now, here's the thing: there's a part of me that really wants to like beat my chest about the fact that an MLS reserve team just beat a first team Zolo's team whether or not it's beginning of the season or not I mean yeah. there's something to that the yeah. the I, I would imagine that the two payrolls aren't similar total especially when you like you said the two payrolls like the, I know they had a bald uh, attacker up there but no not to pay but no, no the yes two the the two dose the dose payrolls, payrolls. okay yes. gotcha gotcha um the two payrolls are probably in terms of who was on the field at the time were probably yeah. extremely <laughs> slanted to one direction um and you want to be able to make those comparisons and say well what does this mean yeah and I I have to and I keep doing that in my head I keep going well what does this mean and I keep coming to the same conclusion it doesn't mean anything um <laughs> you know well, here's what it means to me Here, here's what I think I think um, for the GBS critics saying that, you know, the team looks unmo looked unmotivated at times, inconsistent. I think you saw from this team, even though it was, you know, B slash C team players, you saw fight there and you saw a team that got up for the game and they were, they were, they were playing, you know, with quote unquote heart. And again, I hate to be that guy because it's, it's not, such a, yeah, it's yeah, not it's, really, it's, most of the time it's not and hard. Especially, you and know? especially when the stats don't show right. anything in their favor, right. but you can tell the, the, these players were up for the game. And I think that says something about the coaching that GBS is doing something right to get these players motivated. So that's a positive that you could take away from it. You could, you could say, 
it means nothing. But at the same time, this is two games in a row in, in a short amount of a time where the teams got up for the games. And it's a different crew of players. And yet both, both sets of players uh, looked ready to play. Matt Lampson had three penalty kick staves. That's huge. That's un, that's he. We, we, <laughs> we asked him afterwards. We had to wait for him. I, I want to talk a little bit about Matt Lampson. Yeah. I want to talk about two things before we get there. But basically, we asked him after the game, and, and I think uh, Damian Calhoun asked, and, and he said, you know, well, how much prep do you really do with these? Like, And he goes, listen, this is my job. I wasn't out there guessing. Yeah. And it was sort of like, <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> he knew. So, so you did his homework. You're, you're sort of like, okay, this is this is. And, and that's and that's the one thing you know. A PK shootout at this point of the season, you you don't see this if, ever. You don't know. I mean, into you, the playoffs. A, into the playoffs, and you don't know how your players are going to react in this situation. So, anytime you can expose your players, regardless if it's B players or first team players, whenever you can expose them to a penalty shootout, that's a good thing. And, and Servando Carrasco. Boateng and Pipo Gonzalez were clinical. Those were those were great finishes. And Lampson, t- to his credit, again, I didn't hear the quotes, but it didn't look like he was guessing because that's one thing when you watch penalties taken. Sometimes the goalies just fly in one direction. Right. It looks like it was just a wild guess. The way he held position, it's like he studied the players. He knew what to do. And, and like you said, he did it like it was his job. He, he did excellent in goal because these weren't misses. They were saves. They, they were saves. No, yes. there was three saves. Um, and by the way, the only miss really uh, from Efrain Alvarez, who hit the inside oh, of the brutal. post and That's doesn't brutal. go in. Hey, Efrain, I've been there. <laughs> that hurts. That that hurts more than missing it wide. Well, well, Lampson said afterwards, he goes, you know, if you start guessing, then you're just playing the odds. Yeah. And he goes, we don't want to play the odds. We want to know. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, you do. <laughs> and so, you know, we were sort of talking to him and I, th- I think Damien and, and some other reporters were there and, and we were sort of talking and, and with Matt and we were trying to figure out if he would give away what it was that okay. he saw. And it's like, nope, that's like yeah, a magician's exactly. secret. There's that, like Nick Ramondo's <laughs> never going to tell you how he knows which way guys are going. And it's homework. Certainly yeah. he goes, but, but Lampson did talk. He goes, it's all about tendencies for the most part. And it's like and body language. And body too, language. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so there's lots of that. I'll tell you this, that with the playoff format this year being single elimination, yeah. you're going to have more shootouts. Yes. Um, and so getting this under their belt. Yeah, no away goals rule to, to bail them out here. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to talk about before I really dive into Matt Lampson and tell you sort of how I, how I, how I look at this stuff um, is, that, uh, is that these players, and, and you know, they sort of mentioned this as it was going, we were sort of, you know, what's the motivation? And, and uh, Dave Romney said, you know, it's, it's about getting paid. And I was sort of like, getting paid? I'm like, are they, are they getting Dave paid? Dave Romney yeah. getting, cashing those checks right? with that header of his. They're getting paid. The players who play in these games get paid per game to play in them. Um, and that's a, like a bonus. That's Which not, makes sense because once you get knocked out, you're not going to make anything. So yeah, you yeah. pay to play. You keep going. You keep, keep going. Yeah. So the more, so you know, really, and and Matt Lampson was talking about as well. You know, he goes, it's not only a chance for for a paycheck, um, but it's about time and it's about tape which I thought was really easy. He goes, okay. this is about tape. And then we're, we're sort of like, what? And he goes, listen, he goes, I've played for, you know, I've been in this league for eight years and I've played multiple teams. He goes, and that's how most of these guys are going to be. They're going to have to go around and find their way at different teams and they're yeah. not going to stay in one place their whole their yeah. whole career. And he goes, and so this game is a game to get themselves on tape so that way somebody sees them and says, I want to give that guy a try. Yeah, so at the beginning, in December, when the LA Galaxy put up a hype video of the new player they signed, this is the situation. This is where they get those clips. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, so it certainly was uh, was a little interesting. Anyway, um, so I mean, that's the game. It it means it means as much as you want it to mean. It means nothing. It means everything. Guillermo talked about it meaning confidence. He said, "Yeah." Yes. And, and and the problem is that with this game means adding another game. <laughs> and, and we'll talk about where that lands on the schedule. Also, and right? It's not. Yeah. It's not great um, in terms of timing. But he says, you know, regardless of that. 
uh, it's about confidence. Yeah. And you saw what happened against LAFC and beating a good team. And he goes, and we beat professional players tonight. He yep. goes, and Guillermo knew them all. Yeah. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, I played with this guy, or I know this guy. He's been in Argentina forever. <laughs> this guy's uncle. We went to high school together. Yeah, yeah. By the way, the, <laughs> I, I, I think I tweeted this out, but if you missed it, um, it was one of my only good jokes I had of the night, uh, pretty much. But uh, there was a guy named Washington Camacho on, on TJ's. Uh, Wasn't he the president uh, of mediocrity? Yeah, I'm, I'm think so. <laughs> um, and I said that I texted that to my wife as possible baby names. Um, Washington Camacho Guessman. I mean, come on. It flows just, right off the tongue. It just works. WCG. Um, yeah, it, it's it's perfect. Uh, so <laughs> I, I thought that was great as well. But um, going back to you know Guillermo Barrascoloto and, and the way he talked about confidence, he talked about. Um, I, I loved how some people try to twist this quote, and I'm just like, there's there's nothing there, guys. Just calm down. Um, was he says you know they played like men. He was sort of saying he was hinting at the fact they didn't play like boys. Like they okay. didn't play like young players. They played like men yeah. tonight. Uh, Matt Lamson said you know we whatever we did, whatever we needed to do to win, we did. Yeah, and he goes, and that's why we. Just say it, it didn't mean anything it meant something to those players on the field and, and like you said it, whether they were doing it for themselves uh to you know be put on the highlight reel or, or to make that extra money they were they they had something to play for and you can tell the difference between this and then a regular wednesday regular season game that you know away at colorado that you may not have seen the same fire or, or even a u.s open cup yeah. in portland you know earlier that type of thing uh mike gray comes in with washington mountain dew camacho Oh, there it that's is. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. It's as got well. electrolytes. It, and stuff. it does. It's good for you. Good for the body. Um, so, so that's how it is. Um, let's get to some quotes real quick from these guys. I just thought it was interesting. Um, uh, Guillermo said, uh, we know we were playing with professional teams. We know we can't make a mistake. I know a lot of them. And he goes through and he lists all the guys, uh, you know, basically he knows, including Washington Camacho. He's a new one, but I know him because he spent 10 years playing in Argentina. So they have good technique, good experience. So we couldn't give them the possibility to do something in offense. I think we felt a little loose in the last 20 minutes of the first half. Certainly was a swing there. Yeah. And he's, he's right on that. Uh, but the first 25 minutes of the second half, we always fought. We were on the game. Every player that was on the pitch was fighting and trying to do something. And even when we had a goal, we had to do something. I said to guys before the game, you have to play one-on-one -on -one when you get the ball near the box. We tried and got the first one. We took advantage of the set pieces in the second one. And then when we tied 2-2, the team was fighting. They fought. Not like young players, like men. We got the tie and got the penalty shootout. So I'm very happy for the players because a lot of them are very young. But they start to feel it. And they, start to, they, and they feel there will be a future with us. Yeah. And then um, when you step on the field, you know I've won before. I could do it again. Uh, we asked him about Matt Lampson. Blew my mind. Um, we asked if he had played any games this year. When it's sort of in the question, he goes, he played the game for the Open Cup in Portland, but I know him. You know I played with him in Columbus, Ohio. Wow, I did not know so that. So I know him. I think he had to wait because our other goalie is David Bingham, but I think he's ready. In training, he showed today that he's ready when the team needs him. Wow. Uh, I didn't know he played with I didn't him. know I was, that either. I was telling that to, That's to amazing. Lampson afterwards, and it was great. Um, so, yeah, uh, they said basically about, you know, getting ready to, to play Cruz Azul, which will be the uh, the opponent. He says, we'll go game by game, trying to find a balance and also finding balance in our games. The truth is that in our recent results in the Derby against LAFC or today's result against Club Tijuana, it gives us a lot of positive energy to face these series of games that we have to play as visitors and to be prepared to see how far we can get in this tournament. Should be noted, about 70-30 Jolos fans to Galaxy yeah, which fans. Which was to be expected. No problems there. Yeah, and, uh, and, and if... I saw a little bit of uh, gatekeeping or virtue signaling, whatever you want to call it. Oh, why didn't Galaxy fans show up to, to this? It's like, you know, to see a B team after, you know, what's an apparent ca cash grab. So I could see if you took a moral stance where you weren't going to go, you can still support the team, but you're also voting with your money and not supporting uh, how this came about. So I get it. Uh, one thing that came to my mind as you were going over those uh, Shkoloto quotes, um, 
he knows the players, players who played in Argentina. It's possible, if you want to take a positive out of this, first-team players in Liga MX, these are, you know, quote-unquote, more talented players. They come to Dignity Health Sports Park. They see Guillermo Barra-Scalotto have a winning team. Maybe this is like a recruiting adventure. If I if I remember correctly, Tijuana have played the LA Galaxy in the past, and I think that's where Juninho ended up, you know, him being going noticed there, and going yeah. down there. Yeah. So maybe it works in reverse. Oh, it works and, in reverse. And I think GBS is able to maybe do a little bit of a recruiting pitch and say, hey, look how nice our stadium is. I've got the guys, you know, working hard for me. Maybe this is a place you want to come down the road. So I think if you want to take another positive of this, maybe, you know, one of the when the Cruz Azul comes this way, maybe he's able to make those same connections and, and this will stick in the back of those players' minds. Well, uh, not only that, but, uh, you know, you put the GBS understanding that he sees all these players from Argentina playing Liga MX and then yep. you put Dennis to closest connections with Mexico, the Mexico. It's, it's, it's just just like, oh, okay, so who wants to come? <laughs> Raise your hand. Um, you know, and that's sort of one of those things you can do. Um, Matt Lampson comes out. Uh, here's my here's my I now love Matt Lampson um, thing. And this is, as, as Eric <laughs> and, that, and I were talking I, about before I was going to say, we knew this because when, when he was signed for the season, we learned about his foundation and, and, and all the things that he does after the games. And if you follow him on Instagram, you see he does meet and greets with cancer survivors. So he's really, you know, you can tell he's a stand-up guy. So to see him, him get his moment in the light, it's part of this is, yeah, we, we kind of knew this, but to see him in the spotlight, it, it was kind of nice. So Matt walks out and he was the last one to come out. He was exhausted and... Uh, uh, we kind of knew that. And so we walked out very slowly, sort of walks up to us and he goes, hey, guys. He goes, I'm sorry it took so long. Um, I'm exhausted. And, you know, uh, I was back there getting treatment. And uh, he goes, but I'm out here now and I want to answer your questions. Um, I want to do the best job I can. But you just know that um, I'm usually not that insightful or, or something to that. that. And we're <laughs> See, all like, and that's a good quote. <laughs> you're like, like, good quote. That's a good quote. We're gonna, we like that one. All right, Matt, let's talk a little bit. And so, um, you know, just asking about some different questions. So here's here's Matt Lampson. And I'll try to. I'll try to do my best to sort of also put this into the feeling that I got when talking to him as well. He says, uh, he says, I just get paid to make saves and keep the ball out of the back of the net. That one thing right there is so anti-goalkeeper, it's almost crazy. I mean, listen, <laughs> goalkeepers are the craziest people you're ever going to hang out with. Um, the, uh, Alexi Lawless, and I know I've quoted it many times, says the Hold best... On. You want to pick that up? Yeah. Drop that name. Drop there. that. Oh, Clank. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Alexi, you know, said to me, he said the, the... And he said it on TV a million times, too. It's one of his quotes. Like, super team. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is one of them. He goes, you know, the best night of your life and the worst night of your life will be the night you spend out with a goalkeeper. <laughs> um, yeah, you got to be a little bit off. You got to be a little off to be able to just stand there and do that. So anyway, but yeah, so Matt comes out and goes, I just get paid to make saves and keep the ball out of the back of the net. When I do that, that's just part of the job. I don't need to celebrate. It's up to the rest of these guys on the team to put the ball in the back of the net. I only do half the job and the rest of the team puts it away. I'm just happy to do my part of the job and luckily we're going on to the next round. Um, on Can we get this guy on the COG team? I right. mean, that's just like, that's a perfect teammate answer. I mean, quite honestly, I'm thinking about if he's up for it, just replacing you because yeah, that would well, be... I'm okay with it. Yeah. Well, I'm not even here. You're not even... Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you're not You're not actually here right now. Um he goes on, they said, you know, what does winning this tournament mean? He goes, it's huge. These guys that we had on the field tonight haven't had a lot of minutes this season. This group of guys going up against a team like Zolos is a massive statement to the type of guys we have on this team and the depth that we have. I'm just really proud to be a part of it. And I'm pulling off the win. He says, this team has a lot of heart. We're a tight-knit group. We're all there for each other. You saw it after the game. We had our first team guys run onto the field and celebrate with us. And that means a lot to everybody because everybody is invested in the wins and everybody is pushing everybody else to be better. That's what you need for an entire team to be successful in a season. Yeah. 
That's huge. We talked about this <laughs> LAFC game. We talked about the LAFC game and the possibility of it being a turning point. Yeah, I, we talked about it. Uh, you know, it was a cohesive moment that yep. if they could rally against quote unquote the best team in Major yep. League Soccer um, that has the best player in Major League Soccer, and if they could do that and get a positive result out of that, and do that, it could this mean conf- something. This fuels them, especially you know around the All Star break. This past the midway point. This is where the rubber meets the road. So this is where again. <laughs> Don't peek too soon. This is where you want to start gelling, want to start clicking and start peaking. And then if you bring in that final piece, you know, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well, that can be the final piece that brings it all, you know, be like the dude. It really brought the room together, man. Uh, so that final piece could be what propels this Galaxy team to make a run. We've said it before. They and they showed it last Friday. They, they can beat anyone on any given day. It's just a matter of can they do it four times in a row and where are they going to be playing those games? You know, I also, I also have to call this out too. I mean, you know, the, the loss of San Jose at home, um, you know, I sat here and told you that there's, there's a leadership issue, right? Yeah. And, and there is. Um, and I think that still remains. When they win, it's less of an issue, right? Well, it's like one of thing. those. And, and, and Zlatan with his... You know, if you want to call it antics, when they lose, they're antics, and it's a problem. When they win, it's, it's look at this guy. It's character. Yeah, look, look, yeah. look at the you know the the quote machine that he is, and and the the motivational guy that he is. So you're right. When, when they're winning, it's good, and when they're not, it's it's not very obvious. Good pod there, yeah. but <laughs> but you can see this being a turning point, and you saw you know Bingham going out and and backing up Lampson and posting about him and running out onto the field. That's I think those little things. Um, that's what makes teams make deep runs. You could have all the talent in the world and be successful, but when you're a cohesive unit, that's when you really see things start to, to pop off. Uh, Dave Romney on his goal. I just want to get this quote. Um, I don't know who was marking me because they weren't. It was one of the easier <laughs> goals you'll score. I didn't really do much. It was maybe, a they just, were, <laughs> maybe they were in camo. <laughs> they were in camo. You don't know. You They could have been there. Dave, <laughs> open your eyes. Uh, it was just a great goal by Efrain and just a lapse of defending. It's not like I did anything spectacular. Just right place, right time. Um, you can make a lot of money by being right place at the right time. I was right going to say, That's, there's a lot of people who made careers of being in the right place at the right time. Some some people even got put on, like, you know, the U.S. men's national team, maybe when they shouldn't have for quote-unquote being in the right place at the right time. But, hey, you know, that's just that's so just me. Don't talk about Alan Gordon like yeah. that. <laughs> Gordon. Uh, Alan Gordon. That's, you know, He's a right place, right time guy. He is. He is. Yeah. He is. Absolutely. Again, uh, and I know that's not who we're talking about, just no. for the record. So everyone, you know, no, I that, love Alan Gordon. I, I was subtweet. I was subtweet. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that that's where that's where we go. All right. Um, so that sort of sort of wraps up the uh, the the TJ game and and just the the points I wanted to make. I mean, it, it doesn't mean anything. It actually means another game for the LA Galaxy, which then puts them in that game. By the way, coming up, uh, League's Cup semifinal playing against Cruz Azul. Um, the Galaxy will play Cruz Azul on August twentieth. It will be at. Uh, Dignity Health Sports Park. It'll probably be an 8 p.m. kickoff time again. Yep, for uh, TV it, scheduling purposes. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's another Tuesday night. Yeah, um, because the other side of the bracket is also on the same day. Right, it's so a doubleheader. And and it looks like, you know, it'll probably be teams that are further further east of us, not necessarily Eastern Conference teams because it's uh, Real Salt Lake and the Houston Dynamo, but different time zones. So we'll get the later draw yeah. uh, there being on the West Coast. By the way, um, I would like to, uh, let's see. Let's see if I can do this correctly without killing everybody. Oh, breaking news. Breaking news. Corner of the Galaxy YouTube channel. 
1,000 subscribers. We did it. There we go. We did it, everybody. Those checks for 25 cents will become just screaming in now. 12 and a half cents for me, folks. Oh, yes. So <laughs> um, there it goes. Oh, so, by the way, chat room asking, before we get out of TJ, um, chat room, uh, Travis says, you didn't bring up that topic about last night's game. And I know what that topic okay, is, okay. and I will gladly bring it up, is that the homophobic chant was live and well uh, at Dignity Health Sports Park. And despite the fact that FIFA, let's see if I can get all these right. FIFA, CONCACAF, the FMF, which is the, uh, yeah. the Mexican Football and Federation, um, and the U.S. Soccer, and MLS, and Liga MX are all supposed to be trying to stomp out this chant. Now, clearly, um, as I was talking to somebody who covers the Jolos uh, all the time, he goes, yeah, he goes, they, you know, down in Mexico, it's kind of half-hearted attempt at trying yeah. to stop it most of the time. He goes, but, and he was the one telling me that it was all the Jolos fans doing yeah. it. I didn't make that assumption. I'm just telling you that's who it was. Yeah. And you could see the Galaxy fans were trying to do their best to not have it go but they did it over and over and over again uh there were i counted three maybe four announcements that they made over the pa and this is not going to stop um basically until they go to threaten to abandon the game that's going to be that's going to be the only way that this stops i think i think at some some point there's going to be have to there's going to have to be some game of consequence where the referee stops the game and it either resumes behind closed doors or, or it gets forfeited uh, but that's the tough thing is because you're not going to be able to say it was this specific fan group, even yeah. though you, you know it is. There's no way to officially target that. So a- unless there's some serious uh, repercussions, it's just not going to stop. And I understand the cultural argument, but it's, it's at the same it's a, time. It's a really lame cultural it, argument. At the same time, there are a lot of cultural things that, you know, that people just don't do anymore. There are there cultural yeah. things I used to do. And I, yeah. I, I, I said this and made this example is I, whenever I was growing up, what well, we used to call everything gay. It was like, Oh, yeah. that's gay, man. Yeah. And it, Oh, we didn't mean it homophobic and, and way. You're absolutely right. But, but I don't say it anymore, but yeah. I don't say it anymore. And there's yeah. a reason I don't is imagine that all, I'm sure I had friends who were gay and they probably didn't really enjoy that yeah. we were saying that all the time. And maybe that made them feel totally uncomfortable. I imagine it would, and why would I ever want to do that? Yeah. So that's the whole idea. Is just um, is is the idea that you're so married to a word that you're willing to um, alienate a, a a fan group or a group that wants to come to soccer? And I'm just against that. It's soccer for all, in my opinion, and I want to be as inclusive as possible. And just that's being exclusive whenever you do that, and you can't do that. And so that's my only thing. All right. Good. Uh, Moving on. Here we go. Done. Again. I know. I'll get I'll get more text messages and that DMs that I don't and I'm just a stupid white boy. I absolutely agree <laughs> that I'm a stupid white boy. All right. But um, it is what it is. That's I, I, and, I can't and, change that. Well, and, and I still I'm gonna be on the right side of history on this one. All right. So and that's the thing. You're never gonna change everyone's mind, but at the same time, if the rules are the rules and you enforce the rules. And then, then that's 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 where you're going to see change happen. Uh, LA Galaxy, by the way, the League's Cup semifinal there, um, that's four games in nine days. Whenever we told uh, Dave Romney that, he got all excited. He said, sweet, so we'll get another run out. Basically <laughs> say, saying that... You know who's going to be playing in that game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's right before uh, El Trafico 2.0 that's as a, well. It's Saturday uh, at home against Seattle, Tuesday at home against Cruz Azul, and then Sunday away at LAFC. So busy week. And again, Seattle and LAFC, those are important MLS games uh, and razor thin in the standings uh, when it comes to the West Western Conference with the exception of that first place team. So it, those games are going to be very important down the line. So you may see uh, DR4, our, our second best striker, getting another goal in the League's Cup. There you go. Uh, that's how it goes. All right. Um, let's go back now. We'll traffic us stuff a little bit and talking about uh, LFC fans who destroyed bleachers. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story about this and you can sort of figure out how whatever you want to take from this and however you want to because that you're going to do that anyway. 
Um, but I'll tell you what I was able to do and, and how I had to go about this to do this. If you saw my tweet put out, I was the one to confirm that the video uh, that was shot of destroyed bleachers at the game was a real video um, and that those bleachers were destroyed by LAFC fans. I don't say supporters because it wasn't technically part of the official supporter section, but we can assume that it was supporters and you know, you're know you probably okay there. But it fans, certainly people in camouflage. Uh, people in camouflage grouped together. Yes. So... That's where it gets. That's where you know where you say ban the game because this fan group was saying the chant. It's the same thing. You can't ban them because you can't single out. Well, they these are you know card holding members of the supporter group. So so ban them. You can't necessarily prove that. So that's where it gets in those muddy waters. But it was clearly you know fans of the opposition. Yeah, and and so uh, I can confirm all that. Uh, the reason that you don't see any. Um, the reason that you don't see any articles on this, the reason that you don't see any stories outside of, and I know Kevin Baxter actually published it in his newsletter uh, that came out and had probably the bet, the only quote that we're going to get out of any of this, and it had nothing to do with that. Basically, it was Brendan Hannon saying how proud he was of the event um, that they put on and that they were really happy with sort of the outcome, and that was the only thing that we were able to get. Uh, I asked the LA Galaxy for a damage assessment. They said that they weren't going to give one out. Um, I asked the LA Galaxy for a comment on the broken bleachers. They said that they weren't going to give one out. Uh, basically, they don't want us to report on this, and it's mostly because they feel like, uh, and and I don't think I'm I'm putting words in their mouth, but they feel like that there's been a lot of pettiness between the two teams, and they're trying to eliminate that, and they actually just want to deal with this with LAFC and you know out of the limelight, no press releases. I, say, I respect that move, especially given all the emotions and everything that's running hot uh, this week, uh, the firing back and forth, yes. you know, yes. between we fan bases, yep. between players between supporter groups, yes. uh, wanting to handle it behind closed doors. I, I respect that wish if they want to handle it this way, because if you continue to publicize it and give quotes and say it was this amount and it was this group, then you're, you're just going to continue to fuel that that fire. And, you know, you don't want necessarily bad press. There's that, that argument that, you know, any press is good press, but at the same time, you don't want everyone to be talking about the ruckus and the stands as opposed to the, the product on the field, which was excellent on that night. And like we said, it was a mostly quiet night. Uh, I was ready and fully willing to write an entire article. It actually took me about 30 minutes of talking to uh, the team to actually get what I was able to confirm. So that less than 140 characters or less than 280 characters <laughs> is about all I was able to get. Uh, there's no article on it. There's none of that. This is this is where it stays. Um, you know, I'll tell you right now, LAFC fans also took up the sound mats that were in the upper section there. Um, were they sound mats? I thought they, they were, were to For keep health and safety. Yeah, sure they were. <laughs> um, that were actually uh, tied down with zip ties. So how they broke the zip ties. That's harder to do than you think, by the way. Um, <laughs> so just knowing zip ties well, and having you, to do it. Well, uh, when you have enough people. Yeah, you can yeah, just, just start yanking on them eventually. Um, so they took those as well. I mean, you know, it is what it is. And and this rivalry is conti going to continue um, to be, you know, a hate-filled rivalry. Yeah, There's not, it is what a, it is. It is what it is. But at the same time, I think for the most part, people acted like adults. I feel like the LA Galaxy are acting like adults, but there's not going to be any expose in on cornerofthegalaxy.com where we tell you how much the damage was worth and yeah, these and, people did it and all and that they're stuff. they're going to be sanctioned with, with this punishment, which is unfortunate with what happened last year, last year because... It was it was blown. It's, it seemed it was blown out of proportion, and and groups were punished for for, for their actions. And well, so imagine the fact that it's not going to happen in kind the other way. It, that's the part it that feels kind, unfair. It, it feels unfair, but at the same time, this is sometimes you know when you have to be the adult, you have to be the big brother and just say, okay, we're we're gonna you know we dealt with it. What not might not necessarily be fair. But we're going to live with it because, you know, we're going to be better than that. Well, imagine, and, and you don't have to imagine real hard, the, the disaster that it was last year at Bank of California yeah. Stadium really was mostly on the shoulders of LAFC. Yeah. And it's because, and it wasn't just that section, yeah. it was all around the stadium. There were incidents 
aplenty everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the reasons that that one that one thing probably got yeah. published and was given. You know, again, I can't I can't write an article if I don't have information, and it's it's one of those. I I tried, I did, <laughs> I tried to write it for you guys. The video um, was there. The video was it's, there. It's I clear, showed the video. I showed the tweet. Yeah. That's all I can do, and that's all we're going to get out of this. So um, that's sort of the story. If you want to know, that's the real story. People are going to twist that to think that there's some other narrative going on. I'm here to tell you that at least from my reporting and what I was able to do, that's all. <laughs> that's all I saw. Um, so that's all I got from the LA Galaxy, and uh, quite honestly, it's a it's a tip of the hat to them in terms of how they chose to handle it. I understand it, and yeah, you don't have to like it, it, but you have to respect it. Yeah, um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be what it is. Um, all right, let's go on to more news now as we try to get you closer to the uh, Christian Pavone rumors, and certainly we're gonna update you that as well as the uh, injury rumors as I was well. Say this is a weekly segment. Tease. Yeah, <laughs> um, I want to get you to those, uh, but we have other things to talk about. Uh, one of the things is uh, that the LA Galaxy have named Juan Carlos Ortega director. Director of Methodology and Development um, for the LA Galaxy there. Uh, what that really means is that he is now the LA Galaxy's uh, Academy Director, that he oversees all Academy decisions. Um, so he was brought in. He was the Technical and Tactical Coordinator for the Mexican Federation um, and had been with the Mexican Federation since 2009. He oversaw the youth national teams. He won a U-17 World Cup, qualified for the U-17 and U-20 World Cups, served as head coach of the U-15 Mexico youth national team. You're talking about a guy who is more than qualified to do what he's doing, and I love the fact that... I was say, where'd they find this guy? Is there someone with connections yeah. to the youth uh, Mexican system over there? Do you know you know what I thought though? <laughs> this is what I thought. I, I go, you know, if this is Chris Klein doing this, right? You would go like, dude's just hiring his friends. He was he was down there. Dennis is just hiring his friends. But that's you go funny. back, you that's go. Funny. It is true. Yeah. I mean, that's what Dennis is. He's Dennis is exploiting his yeah. relationships, which is what you should do. But I mean, this is Dennis hiring his friend, but his friend just happens to be supremely qualified yeah. as well. So <laughs> it all um, works. It, it all works, and it, and it makes some sense. So, um, but they did this. the The whole deal with this, and the reason that maybe you didn't hear about it, or maybe you didn't see the, like you know really what was going on, is that this got announced the morning of El Trafico uh, last Friday, and I questioned the timing of that whenever it came out. In fact, I was the first one to question the timing about it. It's like, why would you do this on a day where you have the biggest game? Um, against your biggest, you know, rival, and we can argue about that all day, but it's the biggest <laughs> rival, okay? Just, just allow me that one win, and we can talk about San Jose and the LA Galaxy some other time. A rivalry game. Yeah, it's a, a <laughs> there we go. Um, so, although as somebody pointed out to me, um, that so far the El Traficos have mirrored basically <laughs> what Chivas USA uh, yeah, games were. It's not so, much different. Yeah, not much different. Um, so anyway, uh, so it, it, but the biggest rival. Why would you make that announcement on this? And certainly, whenever they appointed Junior Gonzalez interim LA two uh, LA. Galaxy 2 head coach, um, that meant that they fired LA Galaxy 2 head coach Mike Munoz and assistant coaches uh, Laurent Courtois, Jamie Harvey, and Andrew May. And, you know, that trying to, obviously, that's not great PR. Um, and, and by the way, I use the term fired instead of parted ways um, because that's what, what happened. They were fired. Um, <laughs> they were let go. Um, so, you know, are you trying to bury that information? I, I talked to the Galaxy about it just in terms of the timing. And basically they said, you know, with the with the uh, visas kind of, that came through that Juan Carlos Ortega basically was, um, they didn't want to announce him until his visa came through and they were advised by a lawyer that that wouldn't work and so that's why the timing comes and the fact that they had then released Mike Munoz the day before and then needed Junior All Gonzalez signs. to be on the bench the yeah. next following day on Saturday for LA Galaxy 2 so everybody was going to find out so listen it's not comfortable and certainly 
if you release a press release on a Friday, you're trying to hide something, especially on the like. Yeah, it, it's it, big news. It's it's big. It is big news but because I, Mike Munoz was one of the longest tenured LA Galaxy. He'd been um, there a while. He'd been there a very long yeah. time. So it, it is. And by the way, there's no quote. The LA Galaxy didn't put out a quote that said, "Oh, you know, Dennis okay. Acosta didn't say we thank Mike Munoz for, for his, for his time, time and yeah, all that." Yeah. And I was a little disappointed in that. Um, but is it possible that it's coming? Is it still early? No, or it would have happened. No, by no it would have happened. It would have been in the press release. Yeah. I mean, you know. And here's my my only pushback to that would be, um, let's say they do this not on, on the day of El Trafico, they do it on a different day. Is there really huge uproar uh, of them being released given that they're, you know, I'm pulled up the standings here, 12th out of 18th in the Western Conference in the USL Championship. Maybe not necessarily... Uh, we talked about playing a style in the League's Cup and right. in the Open Cup. Maybe, you know, Mike Munoz wasn't necessarily on the same page maybe not even to his own fault, but just because he was part of a previous establishment as opposed to the new regime that's been brought in, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't have necessarily been a shock or surprising had the news dropped on a different day. So that's my one pushback against that. Yeah. It's it, unfortunate, but I don't know that there would have been huge uproar. Uh, you know, why is this happening if it ha if the release happened on another day? Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of in the same thing with you. I mean, that that is that is what you look at. And this, um, I did get to talk to Mike Munoz uh, just real briefly. Um, and basically, uh, you know, to paraphrase what, what Mike was saying and, and how he went about this, he said he wasn't surprised by the move. He was just hoping that he would get till the end of the season uh, to sort of do that. And, okay. uh, you know, it came down as it is. And listen, it's normal that you bring a guy in. And uh, so you bring in this, uh, you bring in... Um, uh, let's see. What's his name again? Sario. Yeah. No, uh, Juan Osorio. Carlos Ortega. Yeah, not Osorio. <laughs> That's where my mind went. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Mexican national team, Juan Carlos. Right. Yeah. You bring in Ortega, he's going to want to bring in his own guys. Yeah. Um, and so this is just about bringing in his own guys, and that's pretty normal across. I mean, he's now in charge of the academy. You would imagine that the academy coaches all throughout are sort of like, okay, better pay attention because yeah. if this guy doesn't like what we're doing, we're not going to do it. I love the hire just because of the large Mexican-American uh, yeah, confluence Again, here in we, Los we Angeles. We talked about it when DTK got brought in. That's If, we, if someone could uh, you know, somehow have the magic key to unlock uh, that untapped potential, it hasn't been done yet. Um, but if the Galaxy Academy could be that pipeline, you know, we'd gladly welcome it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, so that's where that is. So, uh, you know, all the best to Mike Munoz, who's always been great to us on this show whenever I covered uh, LA Galaxy 2 for a couple seasons and, and really dug into that. Um, you okay over there? I'm okay. Okay. I was, you can't see did me. You, did I'm you not fall even here. off the bleachers over there? <laughs> the What's happening? The not, not staying up here. Are you destroying things? It's because I'm looking up the USL championship standards. Are you breaking things? Yeah, this is why, you know, this is why they let go of people. We're going to have to put, we're going to have to put a, put a <laughs> Again, press don't, release don't, out. I'm not going to make light of it. No, that of course bad. not. That was, that was not nice. Um... Uh, what else? Oh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic not going to be suspended, Eric. Oh, that's, how do we not talk about that? How many minutes are we in? We're 49 minutes, basically. <laughs> 49 minutes into it. Well, it's because there's no news. There's, it's not a news. There's not a thing. Um, you know, this whole uh, fervor controversy, in my opinion, was overblown um, from the very beginning. It's an unfortunate, and if you don't know, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic goes up for a header in the 94th minute of El Trafico. Uh, his left arm comes up and makes contact with the face of uh, Mohamed El Munir, uh, and then uh, basically breaks a bone in his face. Now, you know, maybe Eric and I sat here beforehand and we're feeling the bones on our face and we're like, one and of we, these is really thin. And we Googled where it was. Uh, yeah. And, and if you've seen pictures that were tweeted out of the fracture, um, it's basically, you know, we're not necessarily the orbital socket because that's a different, but right underneath your eye, there's, you know, a segment yep. of your skull and, and that's and, the part. And where it's it the meets part, the orbital. It's the, it's the part where it connects with the other section. So it's not like it was the middle of a bone uh, that fractured it. It was the area. It, it's just unfortunate. And my initial look, and I, I told you this, I thought maybe his lots on going after him. You know, the, he looked up and, and he made contact. It's it, He catches him. But at the same time, was it intentional? 
And my argument against that is that when we've seen Zlatan be intentional and, he, it's, and, it's and when obvious. he's intentional, you know, he's being intentional. Yeah. And I don't think he was doing that. He wasn't targeting El Munir for the 90 minutes previous up to that. So I, I just don't feel like it was intentional. Was it unfortunate? Absolutely. You know, you don't want to wish to, to break any no. bones or to hurt anybody, regardless of how badly you think the rivalry is. You don't want to hurt and break bones and, and put someone out and uh, for a serious number of games. Um, but I, I have a tough time looking back at it, you know, first glance, it looks, it looks bad. Well, uh, but if they, if MLS looked at it, the referees looked at it, they consulted other people and they decided that it was not intentional. I, I can live with that. They talked about the arm, not being tense. They talked about the fist, not being closed, the elbow like not he, being yeah, cocked. And yeah. yeah, he didn't cock the elbow, all of these things. And that's what I see too. Whenever I watch it, that's why I'm like, it's just unfortunate. I mean, yeah. and he's also dude. six, five and jumping up for a ball against someone who's a shorter opponent who didn't make a full jump. It, here's here's just a, the perfect storm of, of, of bad things to happen. And by the way, and I know all the and listeners. And clearly we're a Galaxy podcast, so we're yeah. going to lean that way. Well, the other part about this is that there is a tackle on Joe Corona in, I think, the 82nd yep. minute by El Manir. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he comes in that is the clearest red card it's out of all of these. Stamp, yes. And they even agreed that it was a red card, but that it wouldn't meet the level of a two-game suspension. Here's where MLS gets this wrong, okay? The disciplinary committee. Um can't suspend for any less than two games. Okay, this okay. is a rule that they created. I don't understand. I don't think there's any FIFA rule that dictates yeah. that they can't do it. But basically what it means is that we're only we're only trying to... Um, serious ev- offenses. Yeah, evaluate serious offenses and stuff that, you know, was missed in a lot of ways, yeah. right? And that's the real problem is that with VAR, with Kevin Stott, uh, with Jair Marufo, um, Kevin Stott was the VAR and Marufo was the center referee. They allowed this to be a physical game. It yeah. was a physical game. Um, and they missed these calls. Uh, Elmanor was a clear red card. It should have yeah. been, it was a stomp. Um, it should have been, and they agreed it would have been a red card and yeah. he would have missed the game. But they said it didn't rise to the level of a two game suspension. Okay. And the same was Zlatan, by the way. They say it might have, it was a yellow card. It was a red card. Maybe it was close, but it doesn't rise to the level a of a two game suspension. And in, if MLS is going to hide behind this and say, okay, well, the disciplinary committee can only do those two games. That's that's a cop out, and you need to start understanding that VAR is not perfect because it's driven by referees who have yeah. already shown themselves not to be perfect. Um, so you do all this, and and you get to that that thing, and I mean, just the the overreaction. This is Nigel De Jong all over again. It hurts my head, and I'm like, <laughs> go back and watch Nigel De Jong tackles in Major League Soccer. One of them is like a clear red card. Yeah. The rest are sort of like mm, borderline orange, yellow, and the guy missed three games. And it's and it's to a history, and that's the other thing that I'm going to speak on is the narrative that the league is protecting Zlatan because the league has has suspended him in the past. You know, he's he's slapped people, he's choked people, uh, and they've taken disciplinary action against him. So if if the league felt like he there needed to be disciplinary action against them they they discipline him and and i just don't buy that they're trying to protect uh zlatan in any way because given how he's speaking about the league and the things that he's saying and some some of the way that he's handled past players they have no reason to protect him uh so so i don't i don't like the narrative that mls is just protecting the galaxy and protecting zlatan I i don't see it that way yeah and uh uh, I know the LA Galaxy, uh, it seems like they work pretty hard to make sure that Zlatan wasn't targeted in this. And then here's the thing. If you're going to suspend Zlatan, which I would have been okay with, um, ultimately, I, I think it's borderline enough. I could enough. see it. I could, I, I could yeah. be like, okay, yeah, you could have done it, and I could see it. You also would have had to suspend Elmaner, and you had to do well, it after he's while he's injured, which is a horrible PR thing <laughs> to have to be doing. Then you probably have to suspend Fabio Alvarez, Alvarez yep. and then you have to spend Carlos Vela, Vela yep. right? So like, you start going back. Well, and, and, that's, and, go, and, then, and that's why it makes even more sense now, because y- y- if they open that can of worms, and you say, okay, 
now we're going to suspend Zlatan. Then maybe our supporters groups put out a letter and say, why don't you look at this incident? And then now you can look at every single incident. And that's why you get into this issue is because in any given game, not just El Trafico, you can go back to, you know, any other game this season, New England versus the Galaxy. And I'm sure if you slow down and watch the tape of every, all 22 players for a full 90 minutes, you can find something that you can go back and suspend a player for. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain that you can do that. So you're not going to go back. They let it be a physical game. So if, if you know it's a physical game, you right. know things got testy. If you went back and looked at every moment, of course, you can go back and you could suspend you know 10 players in that game. But you're just not going to do it. You let them play. It happened on the field. You, you move on and move forward. By the way, I'm just going to put this out there, and however people take this, you can take this. Um, do If you're a supporters group, it doesn't benefit you to put out a statement trying to get somebody suspended. And because then the league itself is going to be pushed against that, be like, well, we can't be told by a supporters yeah. group it sets what a precedent. to do. It sets a precedent. Yeah. So they're not going to want to do that. So yeah. just sit tight on those. Um, it also doesn't behoove you to go on Instagram and complain about a guy who scored three goals on you and made you look a little mm. foolish and shooting and stars. Call it, and call it a punch. And call it, it a wasn't, punch. It wasn't a punch. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there's just a lot of, there were a lot of L's taken this yeah. week by a certain side of, uh, of this rivalry. <laughs> and I don't know. It's a if, rough week. If, a rough week if you're a fan of the black and gold. If, if there was, if there was pro rel, <laughs> they might be relegated at this point. Um, just in, in some of the, some of the things that, that went on. So, um, you know, obviously uh, a little galaxy slant on that, but you have to understand the ramifications of the choices that you make throughout all these things. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is going to be available. Now, I'll remind you, Zlatan Ibrahimovic on yellow card warning. Um, <laughs> so there's a very good chance he gets a yellow card in Portland and won't be available yeah. to play in Atlanta. Uh, they'll probably still allow him to play in the MLS All-Star game, which comes up on 731. But if he was suspended for... Does the, that count as a game that he would miss? No, yeah. it doesn't count yeah. as a game, but he wouldn't be allowed to play in it. So he would technically, which, you know, so hey, you don't play maybe Portland, maybe you don't play All-Star, <laughs> and then you don't play Atlanta as well. Well, maybe this is a, a gamesmanship thing. Okay, here's tinfoil hat. Maybe they are protecting him. If they suspend him, then he says, well, I'm not playing in your All-Star game. So maybe they are playing nice with him. Yeah. Devil's um, advocate. There you go. The other side. There you hear go. that LAFC fans? I'm on your side. Yeah. Huh? You <laughs> look like it. I was You're dressing say, the part. <laughs> don't single out that uh, that audio. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, I imagine they're staying away from this chat room. They were in it <laughs> they're last, in the last week. week yeah. But this yeah, week, no, they're, nowhere to be found. They're, they're chilling. Maybe they're camouflaged. You can't see them. They're, they're creeping. Uh, weekly schedule right now for the LA Galaxy coming up. Uh, they will, I, I've been told, by the way, that uh, earlier training on Thursday than the 10 a.m. scheduled start time, uh, probably because it's hot. Um, and probably because they're going to get out of there on Friday for the travel day. So they're up on Friday to Portland uh, and then the 7.30 p.m. game on Saturday. Uh, they'll travel on Sunday and then they're off on Monday. So a little break there. Uh, injury update. Uh, here we go. Uh, Roman Alessandrini, uh, we knew was out and he was not supposed to be back until September. Guillermo Verschelotto dropping a little uh, Gijet bomb um, whenever he comes <laughs> in and says, uh, says that he expects his timeline is that Roman Alessandrini will begin training again with the LA Galaxy the end of July and the beginning of August, which is that's a bomb like now. <laughs> yeah. Like, end of July is, is like is next essentially week. now. And, and yeah. if you again follow at Galaxy Profile. Allison Drini, after the LAFC game, posted videos of himself, you know, training and working hard. That the abs, yeah, you saw the abs. Those, <laughs> the abs. That, well, to me, it was man. the legs. It was the legs. He, you know, that he's trying to rehab and get right. And so I believe it. It looks like he's on track uh, to get back out there and, and training. And that's a lot earlier than we were expecting. Yeah. So uh, that'd be great if we can get him back in the lineup the way and they start clicking now, man. This is a team. Uh, why am I excited? Why am I, I excited? Don't, this don't, don't do it. Don't peak too don't soon. Peak too don't peak too soon. All right. Second place, the pants, by the way. Pants are LA back Galaxy on. Right. continue to be in second place. Continue to be third. If you go back and you look at the chart of where their positioning has been in this league this year, 
holy crap, they've been at the top of it for almost the entire year. Well, MLS went and released the, the graphic. They actually usually save it for the end of the season. They just where, couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah, where they have the little lines and the bouncing logos. And so, that you know, go find the MLS account in that video. It's always always fun to watch. Uh, again, Galaxy pretty much stay where they are, but uh, there are a lot of a lot of movement with all, uh, other teams around the league. Now let's talk about uh, Christian Pavone. Nope, wait one more second. Um, <laughs> so if you go back and you look, the 37 points the LA Galaxy have right now, there are currently through 21 games. Okay, 37 points through 21 games. I can count 2011 as being a better season right now. I can count that was a good year. I can count 2010 as being a better season. It's a decent year. I can count. 1998 as being a better season. Well, that's the anomaly. That's just... (laughs) And I can count 1996 as being a better season. That's it. Okay. Two shootout years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 96 and 98, I think, were shootout years. Um, And I think 98 had the ridiculous points. uh, Yeah, that one just... No one's ever going to catch the 98 team. No, 46 points through 21 games. Yeah, that's Um, insane. So that's not happening. 2010, though, 43 points through 21 games. And 2011, that's a a bright spot if they're landing around that. 39 points. So, again, I... It's really hard for me to look at this and continue to be like, okay, where are they? Because the eye test says, nope, not yet. Well, the first 20 games, the eye test, and you say, and then you yeah, saw no, one they're game. not there. Yeah. But if you just watched uh, Friday's game, you say, yeah, oh, yeah, this is this team looks on par with that, that 2011 team, that 2010 team. So, ah, which team is it? Are we going to see a different team down the stretch? Guillermo Barros-Scalotto in his press conference, once again, uh, referencing uh, the uh, Christian Pavone rumors. Uh, somebody asked. It this won't was, die. This it was just dead. won't die. It's like clear. <laughs> and it just keeps, there's just like this little pulse that still goes there. Uh, basically, he said uh, that uh, the LA Galaxy were going to make one final push for uh, Christian Pavone, that they were going to make one more final offer to Boca. Boca has not very necessarily been responsive. So basically, it was a signal to Boca that either do this or don't. We're moving on after this, and that's it. Yeah, we're going to so. come over the top one last time. So you would assume... It's something higher than the twelve million. No, I would have sure. I would have cut it, it eleven says, and a half. You've been waiting too long. Let's oh, go. Let's think, get it going. Okay, that, that's not the way I read that. Not so you, or no. that if they're going back to make a final push, that says well, well the whole. If pa- you guys don't like what we're offering, well, okay, we'll give you just a little bit more to get it done now, and just tell us yes or we're overwalking. It still seems like there's a possibility that this deal gets done in the winter time more than it, than it does here, and maybe maybe uh, Boca's you know happy. I know they've been making some moves and selling yeah. some players, so maybe they have enough money now that they're happy and they're not as in, in a different thing. Uh, the LA Galaxy, though, still seem like they're going to make a move in this window, uh, August 7th. Yeah, bring in Quaresma. Here he comes. Here Ricardo he comes. Qu- I, st- I still don't. <laughs> That's still, not a real thing. Yeah. August 7th uh, window closes, so you're uh, you're getting closer, closer. They're running out of time, but that's okay. Galaxy. It, it, it sounds like they have a backup plan. It, it feels like there was a backup plan, um, and so I don't know what that is, which is nothing new. I'm just some... <laughs> I'm just some guy. I'm just a guy. Just a guy standing, standing in front of a girl. Um, so, times. Uh, so that's where we sit on that. All right. Uh, I think that gets us all the way through everything. You know the schedule coming up. LA Galaxy going to Portland on Saturday. Uh, next Saturday, it is against Atlanta. Remember, all-star game in between. Uh, and skills competition on Tuesday, which Jonathan Dos Santos will be taking a part of. He's going to win it all. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. I think he's in the passing challenge with uh, Nani. Sunday, August 11th, so two back-to-back East Coast trips. Uh, Sunday, August 11th at DC United. Um, Some nationally televised games. Let's see. Nationally televised this Saturday. Nationally televised next Saturday. Nationally televised uh, on Sunday, August 11th. And then on Spectrum Sports Night against the the Houston Dynamo midweek game, Wednesday, August 14th. This is where it gets really, really crazy. So you go August 14th, Wednesday versus FC Dallas. You do Saturday, August 17th against Seattle at home. Then it is, um, you're going to have the Leagues Cup, Mm -hmm. August 20th. Then it's away, quote-unquote, away 
um, nationally televised. Oh, nationally televised against uh, Seattle too. Uh, nationally televised uh, against uh, uh, LAFC for version five of El Trafico. Um, you then go away to Seattle, away to Colorado, home to Sporting Kansas City, home to Montreal, away to Royal Salt Lake, home to Vancouver, and then away to the Houston Dynamo. If I am correct. On decision day, payback. One, two, three, four, five. The LA Galaxy have five home games remaining, not counting uh, any League's Cup stuff. Yep. Um, that's it. It's going to be uh, a tough stretch. It's, this is, this is the, hey, this is where you get paid your money yep. uh, on all this. But before uh, they get to any of this uh, really long stretch, they go up against a team that was just successful uh, in the Cascadia uh, rivalry going against uh, the Seattle Sounders, the Portland Timbers, who went to Seattle and beat Seattle 2-1. Yep. Um, Brad Fernandez they, on a tear. They've been better on the road this year. Um, now, they've also had a ton more road games, but yeah. they're 2-1-2, and two, I think, at, uh, at home. Um, and so they've had trouble with teams who sit back and bunker, which just like makes me think that the LA Galaxy are going to have a lot of success <laughs> against them. So uh, if we're if we're ready to go there, um, if you're ready to go, always ready. Okay, I just just wanted to make sure. I'll try to keep it short and sweet this week. You do whatever you need to do. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to influence anything that you do. But uh, here we go. Let's get ready for the Portland Timbers, who host the LA Galaxy this Saturday at 7:30 p.m. And that, that is the is wrong not button. The music. I was gonna say it would have been fun. You could have tried it. <laughs> I could have gone upbeat, right? You could have been. Come on, let's let's do let's let's do it. Um, all right, and Take now two. let's here let's <laughs> so e- let's edit this out. Let's <laughs> edit this out. Okay, and now we get you ready for the Portland Timbers, who host the LA Galaxy at 7:30 p.m. on Saturday. Pack up your flannels and novelty what mustache wax because the LA Galaxy are heading up to Portland. The game is set to kick off this Saturday at 7.30 p.m. at the newly renovated Providence Park. And while Portland is known for their lush greenery, don't expect to see it in the stadium because these guys have opted to go grass-free in the new digs. Both teams are red hot coming off emotional wins against their respective rivals. Will Brian Fernandez continue his goal streak or will the Galaxy backline give Timber Joey the night off? It's beards and IPAs versus avocado toast and paper straws. The Portland Timbers versus the LA Galaxy. Let's get weird. Oh, let's get weird. That's right. All right. Very good. Nice, Nicely done. I like it. Short, sweet. Again, I botched uh, it a little bit at the beginning, but I think I recovered. Full of organic uh, greens, <laughs> I would imagine. Um, Put a bird on it. Yeah. Right? Isn't that a Portland thing? I don't know. Is it? It's from Portlandia. Lots, lots of people are uh, certainly going to uh, be traveling out for this game. I know there's a large contingent, so please be safe as you travel up the LA Galaxy 12-8 and won 37 points. Portland Timbers 8-8 eight, eight, and 428 points. Uh 2-1 two, and 2 for the Portland Timbers at home and the LA Galaxy 4-4 four, four, and 1 on the road. They've had 13 points on the road so far. Actually above average by the way, uh, away points for the LA Galaxy, so don't freak out about these. I will say this, however. The LA Galaxy need to draw a darn game. Um <laughs> I'm actually okay with them not. Uh, they, it's, they, it's that the, school of, you know, you, win, win just, just just win them. Just win them. <laughs> just win them all. You know, I think I'm just going to try to win all the games. Um but they're going to come up against it at one point. They're going to be, you know, behind or they're going to be tied and there's going to be 10 minutes left and they need to figure out a way to just grind that out and take yeah. the point on the road. Because I'll tell you right now, 2 points from Portland and Atlanta, which everybody's saying, "Well, it's it could be 6 points." 2 points is better than 0 yes. points. And that needs to, every point matters right now for the LA Galaxy, especially as these are difficult road games coming up. I mean, Atlanta is playing LAFC this weekend, so you're hoping that those two teams beat the crap out of each other. And there's some suspension. And, there's there's, sus- yeah. and there is a suspension yep. in this game, Diego of Chara. Con- of consequence, yeah. Uh, Given how Diego, Ch- Diego Chara plays, right. uh, again, the player who's going to come up with yellow card accumulation, that's not a person you want against your team. So it's fortunate that he received the yellow in the Seattle game. So uh, they'll be without Chara uh, when the Galaxy comes to town. 
Hey, Eric, do you know who the LA Galaxy love to beat up on? The Portland Timbers. The Portland Timbers, that's <laughs> correct. Uh, nine, six, and six all time against the Portland Timbers. Oh, oh, but Eric, do you know who loves to go up to Portland and beat the Portland Timbers? Is it Ethan Zubak? No, I, have no, I don't <laughs> think it is. Uh, it's the LA Galaxy. Okay. Uh, four, two, and three in Portland. Uh, my favorite one, of course, is David Beckham going up there and just just oh, yeah, just that was a good putting one. on a show in front of the Timbers <laughs> Army. The silver ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The silver <laughs> ball. That's that, because the champions played with the silver <laughs> ball that year. That's why. Um, so yeah, that uh, that game. So the LA Galaxy have a history of playing uh, well in Portland. Um, they have a history of dominating Portland nine six six. Listen, Portland's a dangerous team. I said that even though they yeah. are currently uh, sitting ninth in the Western Conference and seventeenth in the Supporter Shield, they are a playoff yeah, team in my mind. That's not where they're going to land. No, and just where the, where how they started they started the season pretty rough but once they brought in brian fernandez and got the, those home games this team is going to be dangerous they're going to sneak into the playoffs and the galaxy might see him again after this yeah brian fernandez by the way eight goals in nine matches since he joined the team so he's on a tear uh you have uh diego valeri who you have to worry about yep. because that dude just finds goals or assists everywhere he's 11 assists right now um steve clark is their goalkeeper it looks like right now uh 35 saves 43 shots against hasn't played the whole time um there they've been switching back and forth i think somebody's injured i think antonella is, yeah. is out injured right now uh and then on the other you have David Bigham, who has seven shutouts, 86 saves, 116 shots faced. Um, you know about the injuries. Legit Pontius and Kitchen are all question marks this week. So we don't know that they're out for sure. I, but I, I wouldn't put them on your starting lineup sheet. It doesn't seem like that. Yeah. Um, they're going to be evaluated, and Guillermo said that he's waiting really for the medical clearance for, for these guys to get back. It just doesn't seem like we're quite there yet. Yeah. Um, you may see it, though, at Atlanta. This feels like <laughs> these guys are going to be back for Atlanta. And then what a great game to play. Get back on, on the turf. On the turf. <laughs> Two hey, turf teams. How's your pelvis row. doing? Get yeah. out there and run on, on the Falcons football field. Yeah, everybody everybody <laughs> has a pelvis issue, issue. I didn't see, nobody came up and said, hey, uh, how's your pelvis to me at the game? And I was kind of disappointed. Uh, one <laughs> is that of a pickup line, though? It could be. I'm married. It could be. Uh, ask me how th- my pelvis is. I mean, you can ask, but <laughs> I just can't answer. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time is the kickoff. Game is on Fox Sports 1 FS one uh, Saturday Providence Park is the place so this one is away it's on a Saturday night enjoy your time going up there uh, I know that's a big travel day for everybody and yeah, uh, big group a, a I, I initially had planned to go to this game but, yeah, but then you realize you have kids wife well, and, and responsibilities well, well my wife was gonna go with me but you know as hot as it's been we picked a, a good time for the AC to go out and I don't know if you've priced units it's not cheap so it's not cheap some things had to, to go the wayside I, I know where you could find a lot of hot air um, there's, there's a location in Los Angeles, but uh, so it's in the studio. And, yeah, well, <laughs> that's always true. Uh, Hey, I want to give a big shout out as well. Uh, it was my birthday on a lease cup. Uh, I am now 22 years old, as you would imagine again. Yeah. Again, um, the hair, this hair falling out on top is an indication. <laughs> I I'm wasn't going to say it. Not on, not on the day after. Um, your birthday. I want to, I want to say, uh, somebody gave me a birthday card, which is not only just a birthday card. It's a customized. I was going to say custom card. That I mean, is impressive. Uh, uh, Gerald and Francis, uh, gave it to me. Also gave me some great stickers. Um, Gerald at Acer X zero a-c-e-r-x zero on twitter uh if you're looking for him and also gave me some cool stickers the l traffic it's almost like a like a split scarf but it's better because it's not a split scarf you know you don't want one of those like two-sided scarves things like you know the match day i've got i've got a split scarf yeah of course you do of course you do (laughs) um but no i really love these i think it's great these are this great um so if you go to our youtube channel you can see me i'm holding it up and and sort of doing it and, and all that and then of course a huge shout out to uh to sarah and uh our our i think i 
I say like one of our favorite listeners, Sarah, because I feel like she listens to every show and then she comes <laughs> and talks to me and then yells at me a little bit and tells yeah, me why I'm Sarah's stupid. Sarah's the best. Yeah, Sarah's awesome and she always says hi at, at yep. halftime so you can yeah, meet she's, Sarah she's too. She's part of the halftime group. She is. So Sarah and her family, her dad um, got me um, a small cake, a nothing but cake. Oh. Um, they sang happy birthday I to me. I missed the wrong game. Yeah, they sang happy birthday to me um, in front of a whole bunch of people. I, I still don't know what to do with my hands whenever somebody <laughs> sings you happy birthday. Luckily, I was holding the cake this time so it was like, oh, yay, you thank go. you. Uh, still uh, one of those crazy things. Um, times. Yeah, so so Sarah and her family got that. Um, there were some other people there that I said hi to. Lots of people wished me happy birthday. It was really nice. Really appreciate it. It was fun. Um, my That's what it's all about. My yeah. son's in town, so we, we had a good time. We're we're doing uh we're doing everything we can to uh to have a good time, and, and I'm actually celebrating my birthday on Thursday uh, with my son, whose birthday was July 3rd, oh. and has indicated to me that it's actually his birthday. Yeah, it's his birthday month. Yeah, it's he, yeah not my get, birthday. You get overruled. Yeah, he's he's like, Dad, what kind of cake are we getting? And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's my birthday. Yeah, I don't do, understand do what the royal we. Yeah, I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> he's like he's like what kind of cake are you getting I'm like I was thinking about just going tiramisu and not going with cake he's like no no, no that's not pie. vetoed no pro move is to go pie the, why why because pie is better no tiramisu is is, <laughs> is one is a trifle and if you are a, a corner of the galaxy listener and you remember the trifle dessert argument that we had <laughs> like circa 2010 then then that I tip my oh, hat that, to you that precedes me so yeah it was shout out to you if you if you're one of the the longtime listeners there. yeah 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 it's it's one of those but happy belated Josh yeah that's that's oh, thank you I appreciate it so anyway so it was a good time everybody had a, a had a good time and it, like I said that Trolls game that the game was entertaining it was fun I, I didn't want to I didn't want to like it and I ended up liking it so <laughs> that's uh, the thing like everything you always hate it at first yeah but you always come around predictions predictions for this this Saturday <sighs> Timbers extend their undefeated streak to five matches uh, the LA Galaxy are five wins three losses in their last eight games um, the LA Galaxy have a history of beating Portland they have a history not of beating, in the open cup you just don't that's fine <laughs> and that's okay give me a give me a tournament that um Give me a turn to mean something. and you know, Yeah, so something like the League's Cup. Like the League's Cup where you get paid. <laughs> and I don't get paid, though. But yeah. How do I get money for going? Yeah. To the, I need to figure that out. So anyway, so doing all that, um, I say that the LA Galaxy get a victory against Portland. Wow. Uh, they're riding a high. I think they're riding a higher high than Portland is. Um, I think Portland struggles at home because they struggle to break down teams that, that bunker against them. I think Brian Fernandez is going to be a handful, but at the same time, I think the LA Galaxy, who have, I think, the fourth best defense in Major League Soccer, or at least they were before they played LAFC, um, have the guns to be able to handle it. Diego wow. Polenta, Giancarlo Gonzalez, Dan Steras. Yeah, they're all coming back. So they're all no, there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. They're probably going to start Rolf Felcher, I, I would say, imagine, if, if with Araujo starting. If you sick Diego Polenta on Brian Fernandez, I like, I like that. Yeah, that seems like that might yeah. work. Um, so all those things, you put those all together, and, and for me, uh, it seems like the LA Galaxy have a good chance to win this. I'll say, if I'm being realistic and I sort of take out the momentum that maybe they have, this is this is a draw loss because I think par- Portland is a is a good team. Yeah, 538. When I hear 538, they got Portland with a 56% chance to win, which is actually a pretty high, pretty high percentage. Galaxy, 23% chance. Uh, a tie at 21. I, I I think this could be... I don't want to call it a trap game because it's an away game and, a, and Portland's a good team. It's a but, trap. <laughs> but I think uh, they're riding really high right now and this may be, you know, away uh, on turf. This may be uh, something where the Galaxy stumble a little bit. I, I could see a, t- a 2-1 loss here. I hate, know, maybe they're close and then it, it falls apart. It falls hate, apart late. I hate games on turf because the ball never seems to settle. That's what I'm saying. It, it's just... It, things... Literally, you're talking me out bounce of it. their way. You're talking me out of it. I just feel like there's there's too no, much stick history. with it. That way, you know, one of us is right, one of us is wrong, and that way it'll everyone's be a happy. Draw. Next it'll week. be a draw, and <laughs> you know that's where we'll be. All right, um, I think that about does it. Are we good then? Are we're we? good. I'm, if you could see me, yeah. As soon as you show up, <laughs> as soon as you show up. All right, uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you, and uh, we'll get on out of here. 
You can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. You could also hear me occasionally on Guys in Shorts. That podcast, you can find those guys at Guys in Shorts Pod. You could also follow me on Instagram with a professional foul. That's at Galaxy Pro Foul. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J G U E S M A N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can see our Monday shows with Kevin Baxter. Um, and of course, our Thursday slash Wednesday shows all the time uh, live here on YouTube and then uh, out on podcasts as well. Again, please subscribe to the channel, like the channel, um, turn on your notifications. It helps us. We're actually almost in that monetization zone, which means that I will have to fight all these copyright violations that I always get that aren't copyright violations because I own the rights to the music, or at least I have the rights to the music. I don't own the rights, <laughs> but I have the rights to the music, so I can actually do this. All right. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else? Well, let's sing the League's Cup theme. The League's Cup. Go ahead. Do we have the rights for that? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. League's Cup. Wow, that's horrible. All right. <laughs> for uh, Eric, the Portuguese Hammer, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.